From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, talks on lifting the indoor mask mandate could begin next week if the rate of critical COVID-19 cases stabilizes. A 3.7-magnitude earthquake strikes off the coast of Incheon early Monday morning, the strongest on record in the capital area. And parties clash on the first day of January's extraordinary session, requested unilaterally by the majority-wielding opposition. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The nation's chief advisor on infectious diseases said talks on lifting the indoor mask mandate could begin next week if the rate of critical COVID-19 cases stabilizes this week. In Monday's press briefing, Chung Gi-suk said about half of critical patients eventually succumb to the virus and the current criticality rate should be brought down through oral treatment and vaccination. The average daily number of serious cases during the first week of January stood at 581.3, similar to the 586.7 recorded a week earlier. Zheng did not expect the latest virus resurgence in China or infected arrivals from that country to impact the mandate-lifting schedule, adding that the wave of transmission in China appears to have passed its peak. An earthquake with a magnitude of 3.7 struck off the coast of Incheon early Monday morning. According to the Korea Meteorological Administration, the earthquake was reported at 1.28 a.m. in waters about 25 kilometers west of Ganghua County in the western city near Seoul. It was initially presumed to be a magnitude 4 quake, triggering early earthquake warning systems that included sending an emergency text notification of the event to the mobile phones of those in the Seoul metropolitan area. However, the magnitude was downgraded later after an additional analysis. The depth of the epicenter was estimated at 19 kilometers. Although no reports of damage have been made so far, at least 30 calls were made to the anti-disaster authorities in Incheon from those feeling the quake. It is the first time this year a tremor with a magnitude of 3 or higher has hit the Korean peninsula or surrounding sea waters. It was also the strongest quake in the capital area since observations began in 1978. The rival political parties clashed on the first day of January's extraordinary session. Monday's session was requested unilaterally by the main opposition Democratic Party with its majority in Parliament. Referring to North Korea's recent drone incursion as a security crisis, DP floor leader Pak Hong-gun called for an inquiry of the government during a plenary session and for the administration's senior security officials to be held accountable. Pak urged the ruling People Power Party to fulfill its duty also by handling livelihood bills, such as the one aimed at extending a freight rate system guaranteeing basic wages for truckers. The PPP accused the DP of attempting to protect party leader Lee Jae-myung from indictment by abusing lawmakers' immunity from arrest while Parliament is in session. He is set to appear for questioning by the prosecution on Tuesday regarding third-party bribery allegations. The ruling bloc also criticized the opposition for suggesting that classified military information be disclosed during the plenary session, saying such an inquiry should be held instead behind closed doors by the Parliamentary Defense Committee. Three-term lawmaker An Cheol-su has declared his bid for the chairmanship of the ruling People Power Party. In a press conference at the National Assembly on Monday, the doctor and tech entrepreneur turned politician said he will be a chief that lends support to the president rather than someone who leans on him. 
Meanwhile, former PPP floor leader Kim Gi-hyun, who declared his bid for the chairmanship on December 27th, held an inaugural event for his campaigning team on Monday. Representative Yoon Sang-hyun has also declared his candidacy for party chief, while former floor leader Na Kyung-won and former presidential candidate Yoo Seung-min are said to be considering running. The ruling bloc's national convention is slated for March 8th. Military authorities have admitted that there were insufficiencies in information sharing and cooperation between the Army's 1st Corps that first detected last month's North Korean drone incursion and the Capital Defense Command tasked with defending Seoul. In a text notice to reporters on Sunday, the Joint Chiefs of Staff made the acknowledgement for the first time following claims by the main opposition Democratic Party that the drone's detection was not properly conveyed to the CDC. The JCS refuted the claim that the military recognized the drone six minutes after its initial detection, saying the drone was still north of the border when its unusual flight path was reported to the authorities six minutes after it was first spotted. As for the military issuing a readiness posture over an hour and a half later, the JCS said appropriate responses had been taken, including enhanced air surveillance and aerial deployment of troops and the combat preparation of air defense weapons on the ground. The science ministry has announced that debris from a retired U.S. satellite that crashed back to Earth on Monday appears to have passed over airspace above the Korean peninsula, with no damage reported as of yet. The Ministry of Science and ICT issued an alert on Monday morning warning that the retired Earth radiation budget satellite was set to fall back to Earth, having completed its mission nearly 40 years after it was put into orbit in 1984. The ministry had earlier predicted that the satellite tasked with studying how the Earth absorbed and radiated energy from the Sun, would crash back between 12.20 p.m. and 1.20 p.m., but the exact time and location would be announced by the U.S. Air Force. The ministry had said that while most of the satellite would burn up upon re-entry, people should remain cautious and call emergency services if they see any suspected debris. A government-led campaign that began in the new year inviting people to make a donation to help revitalize their hometowns and achieve balanced development has gained much traction with the participation of major celebrities and public figures, as well as an abundance of unique regional gifts offered to donors. Richard Larkin reports. The government's so-called hometown love donation campaign that launched on New Year's Day was widely publicized after participation by global superstars like Tottenham Hotspur forward Song Hong Min and BTS member J-Hope. Last Wednesday, Sun donated 5 million won, the maximum amount equivalent to around 4,000 US dollars, to his hometown of Chuncheon, Gangwon province. The city government expected Sun's participation to draw public attention to the campaign and to the culture of donating overall. J-Hope has agreed to make a donation to his birth district in the southwestern city of Guangzhou, while former United Nations Secretary General Ban Ki-moon donated funds to his hometown in Umsung, North Chungcheong Province. Aside from a tax credit for the donation, the latest campaign stands out due to a wide selection of regional speciality products offered as gifts to donors by the various municipal governments. With a limit on the value of the gift capped at 30% of the donation, Local governments have put forth some 5,000 items as of Sunday, around 80% of which are agricultural, livestock, fisheries and processed food products. They include Korean beef, pork, rice, apples, honey, seaweed and even wine. Other gift items include yacht boarding tickets, campground passes, lodging in a traditional Korean village, a temple stay and even a date with a traditional wrestling athlete. 
Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. A fire occurred at a 23-story Office-Tel building in Busan early Monday morning, forcing residents to evacuate. The fire started at around 6.30 a.m. in the building's parking tower and spread to the top stories of the building located in the port city's Busanjin district. The city's fire safety headquarters sent some 70 fire trucks and 200 firefighters to the scene after receiving more than 70 reports of flames and smoke detected in the building. The firefighters were able to put out the fire's major blazes after 50 minutes at around 7.20 a.m. Although some 30 residents inhaled smoke in the process of evacuating, no serious casualties have been reported so far. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 60.22 points, or 2.63% on Monday, closing the day at 2,350.19. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.